Hey guys, welcome to Rambling On, a podcast about books, culture, and other exciting stuff. I'm Josh Starkey. And I, as always, am Austin Fry. As always. I'm always Austin Fry. We haven't deviated from that. (laughs) (laughs) You haven't changed. This is good. (laughs) Not a bit. Yeah. Um... Hey, we want to invite you guys to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Yeah. We are on iTunes, and uh, so if you haven't done that, please please do so and leave us a review. Yep, if you five like. stars preferably. Yeah, <laughs> five star preferred, but yeah, go with your heart. Well, no, don't <laughs> no, don't, go. <laughs> don't go with your heart. We normally wouldn't say that anyway about much anything or anything. <laughs> yeah, no, um, that's usually really bad advice. Go with your mind. Yeah. What you know to be to true. What we say. Which is five yeah. stars or bust. Five stars or bust. Mm-hmm. Keep listening. Subscribe. Yeah. If it's not a five star review, maybe we just we just, waited until we basically had reached the ends of the earth, and now that we have, it's time to like get some reviews. Yeah. So I think we have one, two. One. One. I second, tried to rate second one it. could be yours. It could be listener. Like, oh, I thought you meant mine. No, <laughs> yeah, like... it could be yours. <laughs> I've already rated it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Cool. Yeah, please do so. so All right. If you enjoy it, or Thanks. even if you just listened. So. Thanks, right. everybody. Enough of that. Enough of that. Um. So, we say we always say this podcast is about books, culture, and, and other, other exciting stuff. Exciting stuff. Lately, a little more heavy on the culture. And the exciting stuff. And the exciting stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Light on the books. Um, but we think books are exciting. Yeah. And, um, and we do. That is kind of the central, the central reason yeah. we started this. So we wanted to circle back around a little bit. Mm-hmm. And because it's been a while, there's new stuff we're reading. Yeah. And uh, so I'll just shoot you that question. What are you reading, wow. Austin? Um, so I am reading... Uh, a few things, listening to a couple things. Uh, one, I'm yeah, yeah. I just picked up Speaker of the Dead, Speaker for the Dead, uh, by Orson Scott Card. Yeah, it's right. part of the Ender's Game series, so it's actually the second one uh, of the series. So just started reading that. Um, listening to, I thought it was a book, but it's just an audio course, so I don't think I can record it on Goodreads. Um, which is a real bummer. That's what it all comes down to for me is what I can actually put on Goodreads. Right. Uh, it's called Christology, Cosmology, and C.S. Lewis. It's by a guy, yeah. um, Dr. Ward at yeah. Oxford. Michael? Yeah. yeah, I think it's Michael. Michael Ward? Michael Ward. I think there's an S in there. Michael S. Ward, maybe? I okay. don't know. Um, but it's about, uh, basically, it really just, it takes C.S. Lewis's interest in medieval cosmology and he makes the case that every one of the Chronicles of Narnia's books is written through the filter of a certain uh, celestial body of medieval cosmology. Mm-hmm. So Venus, the moon, the sun, yeah. um, Mars, etc., Mercury. So uh, it's been really fascinating. And then, yeah. let's see, Costa Discipleship by my man Dietrich. Dietrich. Dietrich Bonhoeffer. So... Bon Bon Hopper. You read Bon Bons as a kid? I've had. My them. dad like really was really into Bon Bons and really? and like I don't think I've even seen them in fifteen years. Yeah. Maybe more. But That's I miss Bon Bons. I'm sure you can find them somewhere. Maybe not. 
Maybe. Yeah. Maybe they stopped making Dude, them. They're really simple. It's literally just like a ice cream inside of a bell shaped chocolate. Yeah. It's, That's what it was, right? Just, it's just frozen things. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know where they went. I don't know why people stopped eating. What you know what? That's that and Rolos. Is that the stereotype thing. Rolos. Yeah, I think so. Bon Bon started we'll to be talk about like derogative. Yeah. Negative. Derogatory. Derogatory. <laughs> derogative. Is derogative. That a word? It is now. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it it's is. It's a very derogative thing. Yeah. Uh, Combined two. Pejorative. That's a word. Yeah. Loquacious. Loquacious. Loquacious? It's one of my favorite words. What does it mean? Talkative. Yeah. I'm Verbose. I'm dubious of that mm. explanation. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so bonbons. Uh, no, that's not what I was talking about. Bon Bon Hoffer. Hoffer. Yeah, Bon Bon Hoffer. <laughs> so listening to that, uh, I loved Life Together, and so I started. Yeah. I picked up Costa Discipleship, and I love that too. Okay. So. How far are you in Costa Discipleship? I'm almost done. Um, okay. So. Uh, you reading it or are you listening to it? Listening to it. Okay. So. Yeah, I'm gonna read it because as well because it's just it's phenomenal. Mark I wish I could up. highlight words. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Audio things, but I, you can't. So. That's funny. So. That was the first thing I read by him, and oh. I didn't really know who he was. Yeah, who's this and, Dietrich uh, guy? This was like right after Jenny and I got married. Okay. And um, we found this was you know this is before like Goodreads and any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. We didn't have iPhones yet, so you just discover books by browsing at Borders and stuff like that. Borders, so, wow. Borders, man. Wow. Which I will still say, as if it were still there. Yeah. So I think. In your heart, it's, it's still sad. alive. It's crazy that Barnes and no- why did Barnes and Noble survive and not Borders? There's a question. I don't know. Huh? Um, I did read about this. Oh, you did? wow! <clears throat> so Borders, there was some like corporate issues. It, oh. it wasn't just. It was like bad. Mm. Poor management. management combined with like the failing book industry, failing physical book industry. Mm. But then Barnes and Noble came up with their own e-reader, the Nook. That's right. Oh, so they like... Which helped them yeah. weather the storm. Huh. They rode the coattails of the nook. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. There you go. See, yeah. this is what you get... Smart. ...when you listen to this podcast. Yeah. Random, trivial <laughs> info. Yeah. Who knows what will come up? You're going to play a Trivial Pursuit one day, listener, and you're going to get on that pie square, and it's going to say, Barnes & Noble rode the coattails of what famous... Of which product? Reader. Yeah. To stay alive when borders fail. Yeah. Which non-print product? Non-print product. Helped Barnes and Noble weather the economic crisis of two thousand eight. Wow. <laughs> Have you already written the Trivial Pursuit answer? I have my own trivia yeah. game. That I'm creating. So. <laughs> it's yeah. gonna be huge. Joshery. <laughs> um. All right. Anyways. So. <laughs> I just don't want to give too much away about my trivia game. <laughs> uh, so, Borders, like legitimately, I remember finding that book at Borders. Wow, that's actually here in I'm, town. Maybe I shouldn't be surprised. It had a religion section, I guess. Yeah, they had a pretty legit religion section. Okay. Was, I, I mean, I think Barnes and Noble is like infinitely better. Wow. <laughs> Way better than Borders yeah. was. Well, so hi- I only hi- hyperbolic, but yeah, it was, it's way better. I went to Borders. There was on the corner of Tapo and uh, Alamo, mm-hmm. or World Market Tapo is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, 
I used to sit behind the fountain because they had like tables yeah. out there because they had a little like coffee shop. Yeah. Um, and then Seattle's best coffee, man. Oh really? And then uh, they also used to do live music there. So that's something yeah. I remember that's... that. I never saw any live music, but I remember. Hmm. Yeah. So anyway, that's that was my um, experience with boards. I always liked being in there, even though I like before my sophomore year of college, I didn't really read that much. Okay. But I just liked the feel of a bookstore. It's a different, it's a different way of life. You know, you get in there and it's just different. It's different. Time slows down. I think so. Yeah. It is a hyperbolic time chamber. <laughs> hyperbolic. Hyperbaric. Hyperbolic. Okay. Dragon Ball Z. Oh, is that something? Fun? Oh boy. Okay. All right. right let's move gonna, on. Dude, let's move gonna... on. Next thing. Next. <laughs> Emphasize. The... All right. So, Josh, what are you reading? <laughs> <clears throat> well, so really quick, back oh, to sorry, Bob. Yeah. Let me finish my story. <laughs> Um, so I found Cost of Discipleship and I just were, you know, Jenny and I are browsing through, you know, the religion section and we're in there and I found it on the shelf and it was like, I think it was the only thing, only thing I knew about by him for a long time. I think it was the only book they had there by him. And, um, so I'm reading the back, you know, like Mm -hmm. martyred by the Nazis at a concentration camp. So I didn't know any of that. I didn't know who he was. And so... I just showed it to Jenny, like, wow, this is really cool. Like, I wonder if it's good. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I'd never heard of it. And she was all intrigued. Wow, yeah, I've never heard of it either and this and that. So, or maybe she had, but hadn't read any books by him. And so then, like, the next Christmas, she bought it for me. Oh, nice. And then I read it, and I still, I don't know why I didn't research him or anything right. like that. So, But I read that. It was awesome. It was really good. And then, like five or six years later or something like that, mm. the um, biography comes out. Yeah. The uh, Metaxas biography. I thought, oh, dude, I got to look at this, you know? And it yeah. was the, Tim Keller wrote the foreword, I think, hmm. on that. And at that point then, like, Tim Keller had kind of gotten big and I'd read some Tim Keller and it was okay. like, whoa, you know? So then I read that and then I went and read Life Together, hmm. which is one of my favorite books ever. Dude. Um, yeah. Well, probably ever, but then Christianity... Christianity aside, like it's just great. It's a cool. It's just yeah. well written. It's engaging in ways. Well, I think just in uh, terms it's of a beautiful commu- work, community oh. life. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really is a good picture of just basic community life, and then he overlays community life on top of Christianity, and it just hmm. it really looks good. So yeah, yeah. Be and some... all that, all that to say, I got I want to go back and read Cost of Discipleship yeah, too, again because I think I'll appreciate a lot of it more now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I think so. And you mature and you read something like that, you know, yeah. more than a decade later again and you, mm-hmm. you have, you have yeah. insight and it hits you different ways. So Yeah, totally. Because you're different. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, right. man. So it's really good. what are you reading? Uh, so I have, I had been reading and I just finished um, a novel. A lot of people in like Christian circles are reading. Um, it's not necessarily a Christian novel. The author is a Christian, but his name is Leif Anger. The Leif. Author, Leif. Like Leif Erikson? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Leif Anger. Um, he's from Minnesota, worked for Minnesota Public Radio for years. Mm-hmm. MPR. Not NPR. M. MPR. What does that stand for? Minnesota Public Radio. <laughs> <laughs> is there a public radio for every state? I don't know. That's a good question. But theirs is huge. 
They have like a long history of yeah. It's a big state. A lot of great yeah. <laughs> state's huge, man. <laughs> um, but anyway, so he he did that for years and then started writing. And so it's his third novel, and I read the other two, probably a few years ago, two or three years ago, and they're excellent. His first one is called Peace Like a River. Okay. That is excellent. The second one I loved. I didn't think it was as good as the first, um, but still really unique. And then this third one called Virgil Wander. Virgil Wander. Yeah. It's the name of the character, the narrator. And uh, so I saw actually... Shout out to, to Barnabas Piper, who Boy marked Barn. that. I don't know if he got if he got an advanced reader copy of that book or what happened, but he marked it as read and five stars on Goodreads before the book released, and just you know praised it. This is great, huh. so so great. His other novels have been great. This one was awesome. All right, somebody just came in the office. They're gone now. They're in. Oh, they're gone. They're gone. <laughs> and uh, we just start inviting people in to the conversation when they pop in here. It's happened I don't a think times. they want to. I don't think so. Yeah. Probably wouldn't go well. It was, yeah. They're not prepared for that podcasting. <laughs> yeah. You need, like, you need big time training yeah, to I'm do this. I'm not prepared for podcasting. Don't tell people that. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, I didn't know this was coming out all of a sudden. This was like last summer, maybe. Mm-hmm. He posted that, and then the book came out like a little bit after that. And so we finally got a copy and just finished it. A week or two ago. Okay. So I want to talk about that because it's just excellent. Huh. It's excellent, and so, um, yeah, it's just it's good writing. It's beautiful prose, uh-huh. and um, he's one of those writers. I think. Um. I usually describe C.S. Lewis like this, like no wasted words. Okay. You know, so you you read in every phrase, every. Right. Every word choice, every sentence, every paragraph is really intentional. Yeah. And um, so it's just, it's really good fiction writing. Right. Like really good literature. And then this one, it's, it's, it's really thought provoking and um, compelling, like his other two are. And um, this one's unique and just really worth anybody's time. So. Huh. Um, and it's really character driven. So it's about this little town in um, Minnesota. Okay. And about all these really unique, quirky characters, and they interact. And this this character Virgil tells the story. Right. Um, so there's just there's so much in there, huh. so much depth to it. It's really good. So I just added it on Goodreads. Okay. And uh, I wanted to see what you thought of this. So recently, I was going through my Goodreads list. And I had things that I had added like, I don't know, four years ago yeah. that I just deleted that I'm like, I don't ever really want to read this. Yeah, yeah. Do you have that experience every once in a while? You'll go through things, you're that list, and you're like, yeah, I really have no interest to read this anymore. Do you delete that or do you keep it? I have. I have deleted them. Because I'm like... I usually don't delete that many, Yeah. but I'll go through sometimes and do that yeah. and kind of curate your, own. curate your list. I just feel like... So whenever I think about starting a new book mm-hmm. there's just too much yeah you know and so i'm like dude, what things do i really actually want to read mm-hmm. you know because i feel like as you read more and more and you read some of the same category of things you're like all right the times that i'm going to choose to read for fun now i'm not going to yeah. go back and read some of the, the 
the big hitters that I should have read, you know, like I don't need to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, like there's some books you go back and you have to read, but, uh, yeah. Anyway, so I just, cause I, I put that in there and who knows if I'll actually read it, you know? Yeah. So I don't do it. I don't do that a ton, but yeah, probably every few months. Cause I, we joke, we joke around like, and Jenny tells other other people like you know Josh's favorite social network is Goodreads yeah. so you know and he's always so sad that no one is you know, no one uses it enough it's kind of true though well it's kind of because like, I do I pop on and like go through yeah and look at updates and um so then sometimes I'll go and I'll look at my to read list and if there's some on there that I've I've changed on like yeah I don't yeah. really I'm not as excited to read that as I thought because that's the main the main reason I use it actually right. is the to read list to know what you're reading or what you've read or want to read yeah yeah, so and I know what I will other do people that. reading. I, I, I wish, so I think the problem is it's kind of clunky. Yeah, like, yeah. So like, but it that's is. probably because there's there's a ton of users, but I don't know. Like, it really does have the potential to be like this really good social media platform, but I don't think it like, at the same time, like it, it really doesn't. Like it's weird. It could be really like involved and all that, but. Yeah. But, um. I think it's, I don't know, it's kind of clunky and either it needs to get way more like complex and smooth or it needs to be simplified a little bit. Yeah, interesting. So, I don't know. We can talk about it's, Goodreads another time, but that's... No, I'm glad it came up because I think it's a really valuable app. I love totally. it. I really love it. Yeah. Um, I have big dreams about what I will use it for. Like, <laughs> and I've heard people who like put all of their books in there. And they like categorize them so that any time if someone oh, says, yeah, "Hey, yeah. do you have this?" So like my like I would like put office bookshelf and I would just add all the books that I have on there. Yeah. And if someone, hey, hey, do you have this to borrow? I would say, oh yeah, okay, yes. Mm-hmm. Or you know, I think have things that I'm out for borrow. So anyway, like there's there's a lot for, of cool things I feel like I could do for work books. Yeah, that. Would, yeah. I mean, yeah, office books. Those are the ones I forget if I have it. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes. That's what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. you know. So anyway, that's yeah. So what else do you read? Leif Anger. Yeah, so I finished that. Um, I finished that, but it's still I'm still thinking about it. Okay. So it's just it's there. Yeah. Um, it's one of those books that sticks with you, I think, at least for me. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to mention that, but um, so there's just some things going on with uh, just some church related things. Yeah. That um, made me kind of realized I need to just I need to read something to sort of refresh yeah like relational counseling mm-hmm. stuff yeah and um just perspective going into situations with people right work, walking with people through yeah some difficult circumstances and stuff so um I picked up in, Instruments in the Redeemer's Hands wow by Trip, which Dude, I've never read thick yeah it is thick yeah. But I mean, it's he's pretty engaging. Sure, like you, yeah, he you can kinda, really well. You don't get too bogged down in it, but um, it's like the intro counseling manual. I feel like for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's the intro to like understanding your place in ministry, regardless of whether you're being paid for it or yeah. meant for it. Like you are in ministry if you're a Christian. Right. Like that's kind of that's the, that's the, huge. The idea. And so I think yeah, like. Um, co-leading a shepherding group and yeah. stuff like that and some of the things um just a good refresher just, on yeah. thinking through that stuff again and as we help other people like yeah. we're bringing a couple interns yeah. on you know here and so just helping other people 
not just fall back on and pass stuff back off onto the mm-hmm. the paid guys at church or the ones already doing it, but helping yeah. everybody enter into that life of the body that way. Right. Discipling people and mm-hmm. working through difficult stuff. So, um, so I started that. I'm like 20 pages in, mm-hmm. but I'm looking forward to finally reading that. Cool. Have you read it? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. But I, I feel like it comes up so often. Like, oh yeah, like like an instrument's in the Redeemer's hands when he says, you know. Yeah. And uh, so I, just, I felt like it was one of those missing books I never got around to that yeah. I should get around to. Yeah. And um, yeah, I just started a few books. So uh, there's one more. I'm, I think, like 15% in on Goodreads. Okay. I have a few others too I don't need to talk about. I totally forgot one. Outliers. Oh, yeah, yeah. By, uh, Gladwell. We've been reading that for... Book club. Mutually reading that yeah. book club. So I started that and like, I am so involved in that book. Yeah? Which is funny that I forgot it. But How far <laughs> are you in that? That's good because we're both reading it. Like a third of the way maybe. Okay. Yeah, so I'm like fascinated by... So here's what I, I was afraid of when I started reading this. I was afraid that he was just going to like talk very uh, generally Okay. And like, yeah. here's the data. You know, I thought he was going to do that, maybe. But man, it is so much more than that. Yeah. And um, I'm just really excited to continue to read it because like there's just been some really cool stuff that he's talked about. Yeah, yeah. And um, that's, yeah, we're in a book club. Mm-hmm. We're, that was the pick. That was your pick. That was my pick. Yeah, so um, I think I just hit 60% oh, okay, cool. on that. So. Yeah. It's been really good. It's so engaging. It's it's a mix of anecdotes with like proven, you know, yeah. uh, research. And so that's just Yeah. It's like the perfect mix. Mix. You get to see these things played out in real life and mm-hmm. then the, see them demonstrated by the data. So the yeah, the the data doesn't um it never gets dry. No, no, yeah. Cuz it's like, oh yeah, like give me the numbers because yeah. I'm so interested in what you're talking about. Right. Yeah. With um the 10,000 hour rule. Mm-hmm. So I started the book like three months ago or something. And yeah. that has just like stuck with me. Dude. I'd heard that term, but yeah. I hadn't really, I didn't really know what that meant. And I, it's so, yeah. which is ironic because I just came across an article that was written a few years ago, but new study destroys Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000 hour rule. Wow. <laughs> destroys Which it. I haven't. Was that Ben Shapiro? Reading. No, this is... Uh, I'm joking, because he, <laughs> he just destroys his enemies. Destroys. <laughs> Obliterates. He's like the Genghis Khan of conservative Yeah, nothing debating. left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was in, in Business Insider. Mm. So, I'm curious what this has to say. I shouldn't bring things up like this that I haven't read. <laughs> it's been destroyed. It's like, I don't know this, how, This has but... been likewise destroyed. Well, I thought it was else. interesting when he, he was talking about the Beatles, like, mm-hmm. and like everyone thinks they just came over to America and were this huge hit and natural, you know, yes. musicians, but he's talking about this fact, the fact that they had this nightclub or whatever that they played in for like seven days a week, Yeah, you know, sunrise to sundown. And eight that's days a week, maybe. Eight days a week. Yeah. Wow. You can edit that out. <laughs> you won't, though. Won't <laughs> I don't know, man. That was good. You gotta get those stars yeah, somehow, yeah. huh? Yeah. <laughs> You give the people what they want. Give the people. Yeah, which is his whole thing about kind of our culture, the celebrity. Yeah, I don't know we, if he if he if he says celebrity culture, but the way our culture views talent and all yeah. that, it's like, oh, this person is just born with it. They were just born with it and could do what they do. Yeah. pretty much from the start. Right. And um, 
But he's like, no, actually, yeah. when somebody comes on the scene like that, um, the hidden. Beatles are like a, you know, the the best hockey player or, wh- right, or yeah. whoever it is has already had, they started at a way younger age, had the yeah. opportunity yes. to do that. Their parents or their family, whatever, yeah. um, were freed up enough to put them in whatever. Yes. So, he, yeah, he doesn't sugarcoat the idea that, like, there's advantages and a, and a for you know affordability to these people who get these yeah. opportunities, yeah, but yeah. he also says, but that that doesn't necessarily make them innately more talented. Right. Sure, there's something to inclinations and genes and all that, and being predisposed mm-hmm. to be able to be talented at whatever. Yeah. But bottom line, the Beatles played thousands of hours before they ever made made it to right. America, and it's the same thing he said with the hockey players, like. The ones that were born at a certain age get bumped up to better coaching, better training, yeah. but they're still putting in the hours Yeah. because now that they're at this higher level, they're required to train more. It's all about the hours. It is, man. It's what it is. It really is. It's all, hey, like I said, it's all about the hours. Yeah. I say that all the time. You, you do never, say that. No, I don't no, say don't. never. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so regardless of, of how, how well the numbers match up, I think that's hard to disprove. Like I, yeah. From I mean, what I've seen, yeah. Just in, yeah. As a as a music and worship director, yeah. You know, and like professionally, seeing what makes people, um, an, well, an outlier in right. music. You know, and he talks about yeah. Mozart, and he talks about virtuoso violinists mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And um, yes, there's natural ability and inclination, mm-hmm. but like the time you put in. Yeah, really makes all the difference. And if you start that younger, by the time you're, yeah, like we, everybody talks about Mozart writing right. symphonies when he was twenty. Yeah, he didn't get famous until he was like twenty-seven or something. Was that what he said? Yeah, it was well, twenty-seven he... before his like his first whatever his first big mm-hmm. um, symphony. Like yeah. that's that's a that's late for that time period. Yeah, and and he was well, he was composing younger than a lot of people. Right. But he talks about like nobody there's a reason we don't know about those symphonies he wrote. Right. Yeah, they're not as good. When he was twelve or whatever, you <laughs> yeah. know. Well I think it's interesting too, uh, to think about like like ten thousand hours is a good like milestone, but those ten thousand hours don't always mean doing that that same task over and over again. You know, there's mm. the hour some of those hours spent are developing surrounding abilities, right? Like so for I mean let's just take a guitar player like let's let's take you know athletics like you're not just for a quarterback you're not just throwing a football for 10,000 hours straight yeah. right like there's there's the the mental hours that are put in there's the like strength and conditioning that's put in and mm-hmm. so all of it adds up to all the pieces developing this one skill yeah. that shows after 10,000 cumulative hours mm-hmm. that then project this skill forward so like guitar playing like you need finger dexterity you need to develop calluses you need to develop a ear for what you're mm-hmm. hearing you need to know your guitar like that's all being pieced together yeah. to there's playing with people there's practicing exactly. by yourself doing scales right and there's listening yeah critically so it's not just sitting down playing the guitar with no yeah. purpose or aim or you know right. like you don't just sit down and if you play the guitar for yeah. 10 hours or 10,000 hours you're gonna be expert. it has to be productive mm-hmm. intentional yeah uh, and whether you think it's intentional or not like there's there is something to be said about starting in one position or yeah you know. so Anyway, I thought yeah. that was that's something that I haven't seen yet in the book, but I'm, I'm sure he'll talk about it a little bit. 
So. so you haven't gotten you haven't gotten to the plane crash. Spoiler section. My goodness, man! I didn't spoil anything. Oh, I know there's a plane crash section now. <laughs> if you if you flip through the I I know he chapter he mentioned he mentioned the fact that why do some pilots crash planes and why do some save planes from crashing? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. that was just in passing, so that okay. that must be a whole section he talks about. He gets into it more. I guess I don't need to read it now. Yeah. So <laughs> I didn't spoil anything. <laughs> I guess I could just just skip. a preview. Just, just a preview of I'll coming skip attractions. That chapter. No, <laughs> I know it's gonna happen. Sheesh! I'm sorry. <laughs> not really. <laughs> I'm not. You know what? No, I'm, I'm just, not. I'm sorry. trying to keep you encouraged. I was already fueled to finish. <laughs> it was my. I chose Golly the book. Gee. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. So anyway, cool. well, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> So I wonder if once we do this for 10,000 hours, I can't even imagine how much better we'll be. Yeah, we'll be really good at podcasting. And we're already decent. Yeah, I don't think we're terrible. That's good. <laughs> Somebody's going to write that in their review like this week. Actually, <laughs> one star. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get. Let me tell you what I really think. Yeah. Cool. Anything else you read? Yeah, there are a few other things. <clears throat> Excuse me. That was that, like a weird, like you had like very high pitched voice, but it wasn't like a squeak at once. It was my like, voice is like catching consistent <clears throat> high pitch. Yeah, yeah. This means it's, it's time to time to go. Uh, yeah. So I'm reading a few things that aren't worth mentioning yet necessarily, but I started just um, just for fun, trying to always keep a history book going. Oh, okay. Um, so I started a book. I bought it on Kindle. Maybe back around Christmas time, and started it, and then I've kind of been ramping up and reading more of it. What's like, it called? It's called the Norman Conquest. So it's Storm about the Norman. I don't know what that is. It's a person. Who's Storm and Norman? I don't know. I've heard the name before. <laughs> no, there's nobody named Norman. So it's the <clears throat> the Norman Conquest is in 1066. Okay. Yeah. William the Conqueror. Oh, yeah. Who's a duke in France. It sounded like you were, like, insulting him. This guy's just a major duke. (laughs) (laughs) He's just this... This William guy is a super duke. (laughs) So he's in France. Man. (laughs) Some people feel that way. Gosh, I can't talk. So, <laughs> William of Normandy, <laughs> yeah, the Duke, <laughs> um, had the rightful claim to the throne of England <laughs> as king. <laughs> so, <Sorry>. serious. <laughs> yes, um, this matters rightful. to people. Yeah. So, so he, the Norman Conquest, ten sixty six, he sails over across the Channel gotcha. from France, and okay. big battle on the southern coast of England, the Battle of Hastings. Okay, yeah. And he kills the guy that had taken the throne from the king who just died. Okay. He kills him in battle and takes over. And so um, I used to teach all about it mm-hmm. when I taught British Lit. Yeah. So I saw that this book popped up, and it's like a HarperCollins, like a, it's, I don't know, there's thousands of reviews or something. Mm-hmm. So, But I'd never heard of it, and I was like, oh, you know, it's a couple bucks, I got it. And it's pretty engaging because mm-hmm. it goes into all the history of... Yeah. What led up to this French, this Norman <laughs> Duke, <laughs> um, having that rightful claim to the throne, and then how thing, why things went down the way they did, gotcha. um, with it had you know this violent 
conquest that had to happen for him to take over. So the Norman conquest then is also, William took over, um, burned a lot of the monasteries oh. and the books and the, ma- the manuscripts that had been transcribed and kept safe by monks. Wow. Um, as a statement. Like he, like... he, he tried to preserve a lot too, but then to make a statement, he, he went around William the Conqueror, burned these these churches and burned their Dude. books and things. And so there's that's one of the big reasons why we don't have... Um, like Beowulf is a surviving hmm. um, Old English wow. um, poem. And even that's a fragment. And, wow. and, and uh, I think... I think the, the pieces we have original of it were like partially burned, Dang. burned burned up, and so there would have been. Um, they say like what we have from that old English period, before that conquest, like from the original English people, that Beowulf kind of yeah. stuff, is like <clears throat> this small fraction. Huh. It's it's like a fourth Dang. of what existed before wow. the Norman conquest. Dude, that's crazy. So and that was that was Tolkien's thing as a scholar of Anglo-Saxon right. Old English stuff was yeah. um, he there's some quotes by him about William the Conqueror like if not for this chump this, <laughs> this Duke, duke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'd have way more of this you know and now yeah. we're like piecing through these fragments of English Jeez. poetry and literature so wow huh. so anyway I kind of love that stuff and yeah no, that sounds reading this book on it super fascinating so. Yeah, man. William the Conqueror. So a history book. Yep. But it's long. It takes me forever to like click up a percent oh, on, yeah. on my That's Kindle, you know? I keep that off because I can't. Yeah, you start just reading by the percentage. Yeah, like, man. Yeah, man. Just reading for the percentage. You feel like you're going so slow. Yeah. It'll never be done. <laughs> One of my favorite things about reading with percentages is when you get to like 80% and then the appendices start and you're like yeah yes! you actually finish your <laughs> like, end notes yeah you're like that's yeah. it baby you're like oh man and then you you're done you did that <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, I, the end of the book i read a, a book called um constantine's bible no no okay yeah constantine bible so it was kind of about the formation of canon and during that period of time and cool. that ended at like 60 something percent the rest was just appendices wow and like now I feel like was, I have to read all those appendices. Yeah. I was kind of hoping that with this one. Like I'll hit like <laughs> yeah. 75, 80%. And right. Like, oh, yeah. Um, we'll see. Yeah, because I don't want to read too many things at once. And I've got a lot of history right. stuff that I really want to read and I want to get to. And um, maybe even this summer, read some cool stuff. So I'm hoping this one. I do want to finish this one. Yeah. In history, I can't spread it out too much because I'll, I'll lose the... You'll lose sense the of reality. Of what's happening. <laughs> yeah. You don't know where you are anymore. I don't know. I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. So. All right, cool. Yeah, man. I think we've rambled. We've rambled decently. Yeah. Decently it's well decent and long. Rambling. Yeah. Um, hey, leave us a leave us a review or subscribe. If yeah. nothing else, please subscribe Share on iTunes. Share if you and want. Stick with us on this thing and listen. Keep listening. And keep Thank always you. Keep rambling. Keep rambling. <laughs>